Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. We have not done a new episode in quite a while, actually, and my bad, like just no excuse, just my bad. <laughs> um, we actually have two guests on the podcast today, uh, my boss, I, the jefe, the big man on CIS campus, I guess, Ryan I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm okay with it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> workshop that for sure. That's okay. I genuinely think Hefe gives you a lot of credibility, Ryan. So just roll with that one. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. And then of course Gordon, what's up, man? Not much. Although I since I'm like twice Ryan's age, I feel like uh if anyone's gonna be Hefe. Yeah. <laughs> I will willingly defer to Gordon whenever he needs me to. That's okay. Well, maybe one of you is the street smart Hefe and one of you is the like one of the OG, one of you's the new G or whatever. I'm definitely the OG. That's that's <laughs> for very definitely sure. the OG. Definitely. <laughs> Love it. So the Nuggets won tonight. Game three. The series is now two one against LA. Um, I think against uh, to the surprise of a lot of Lakers fans, which I'm like shocked about, to be honest. I cannot believe Lakers fans were so um confident in the fact that they thought that LA was really gonna sweep. The nuggets and and you know now it'll just be a gentleman's sweep they'll still say the same stuff um but the nuggets really hold on to this game get a good lead led by jeremy grant we're going to get to talk about him quite a bit in today's pod and then and then jamal murray kind of killing it at the end uh nikola Jokic fairly quiet today but i want to get both your guys's like just initial reaction what what went well for the nuggets in your opinion ryan why don't you go first Sure. Um, well, I really liked the way that Jokic started the game. He was yeah. he was off to a really great start. Really, really did a nice job of getting the Nuggets out to a lead, and they they won each of the first three quarters, which was awesome to see. It was very consistent. It was methodical. It was a very Jokic esque game. Uh, it, like you said, he wasn't that big in the fourth quarter, but. The big thing in the fourth quarter was Jamal Murray and Jeremy Grant. They really put the nuggets on their back at that stretch and made sure they got over the top. It was it was a great win to see. And the nuggets, at this point, they, they've won one game, they've lost one game, and they lost a 50-50 game. That's where I'm at with the series. Gordon, what about you? What, what did the nuggets do right tonight? Well, the Nuggets, like I said, I, I, like, the, I like what Ryan said about Jokic. They, he definitely got them off on the right foot like was scoring, was passing, was um, rebounding. And the Nuggets tonight rebounded the hell out of the ball. And that's, when I talk about defense, rebounds matter. Like defensive rebounds, stopping the other team, making sure they only get one shot, that's a big deal. The Lakers missed a lot of early shots, but the Nuggets cleaned that up. They got all those boards. Um, And Grant was outstanding tonight. Jeremy Grant got paid he made got at least a couple million dollars out of the next contract off of tonight so good job for him <laughs> um i uh, i loved the way that jamal murray finished the last couple of minutes of the game i didn't love the whole fourth quarter from him he had a little trouble with his handle there for a minute yeah. um but really the the nuggets came out and they put the pressure on la all game and they kept their energy up uh, until the fourth quarter 
But for the first right. three quarters, they didn't have one of those giant walls they've had in against the Clippers and against the Lakers. So I liked that. I didn't like the fourth, but you know, they again took the LA's best punch and kept coming. The the Lakers, I don't know. The Nuggets are not going to fold to them, and I they Lakers might beat them, but Denver's not built to fold. It's not something they understand how to do. So yeah. um, they again showed in the fourth quarter they weren't going to fall down, and they prevented the catastrophic failure in the fourth and that was important do you think the expectation is that the that the nuggets fold no matter what like if they what would the nuggets have to do win in would they have to win straight out or could they win in seven what what won't count as folding you think by like whether that's media perspective or even laker fan perspective nuggets fans perspective um game six losing on a last shot like you could lose in six to the Lakers and still not have folded. They could have had to take it from you. Yeah. Um, there's, there's something to be said about the Lakers being the team with, you know, the Mount Rushmore Hall of Famer, you know, on it. Denver doesn't have one of those. Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> We're working on it. But uh, it, Serbian on that Mount right? Rushmore. <laughs> uh, people, people barely can understand how he plays basketball. Like, it's, it's fascinating to me that the Lakers somehow – I keep watching all these Laker fan feeds, and they don't understand, like, who he is. <laughs> Ryan's listening to the post-game show. Hi, I'm Ryan. so sorry. I was really hoping that that would play through my headphones and not through the computer for some reason. Uh, no, right. Ryan's trying to uh, try to do double work here, and maybe uh, I have I to listen to someone I, else on the pod. Yes, so I, I honestly forgot it was there. Uh, carry on, Gordon. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I have no idea where I was. You're up, Ryan. What would happen right, well, to fail? It, it, I, I like what you said about. Uh, losing in six and then kind of losing on a last-minute shot because that would mean that the Nuggets lost on two last-minute shots in this series. Right. They won two other games and lost two other games. And to me, that's respectable. That's that's a good threshold for the Nuggets to really look for in a matchup like this where it, it, it is very clear that the, the talent disparity in terms of the star power from the media side, not necessarily us media, but national media, is a little bit favoring the Lakers at this point. Right. Now, I'm not saying I'm predicting it or that that's yeah. the best they should hope for. I'm just saying if you want to say what makes the Nuggets respectable in the series, that's it. Like if they get yeah. if they lose the next two games by 20 points, then no, that's not respectable. But I don't yeah. expect that to happen. Neither do I. All right. Well, before we get into a little more depth of of this game, the defense, some of the the clear mismatches, and how we how are the Nuggets going to even fight that zone that the the Lakers pulled out there for a little bit? I do want to play a quick game, and it's called Most Annoying. I'm going to say something that's most annoying. Fill in the blank, like uh, most annoying tweet, and you guys have to rapid fire your answer. Okay, whoever goes fastest, I don't care. Oh gosh. Here we go. Does it make sense? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> you don't have to guess my answer. Just we I want to hear your answer. What would and it can be anything this series, okay? Don't just think this game. Most annoying possession. Uh it was definitely the one where Rondo stripped Murray and, and like <laughs> he was he was hounding him the entire time, just just got up into his grill kind of elbowed Murray a little bit and then stripped the ball away from him. 
And you, you kind of see that with, with these Lakers, especially in that zone when they, when they have to get really physical. They get really physical, and they foul a lot. So I, I hope that they, that they get to a good place where they can combat that, that zone, combat that look a little bit, get the ball into Jokic's hands because he's the best zone breaker in the NBA. So you might as well, you might as well put him at the top of the nail. Yeah, my most yeah. annoying was Jokic bouncing off um was was him setting the charge um ad runs through him um doesn't get the charge after he's been getting to call for ticket tech fouls the whole game and then oh yeah yeah that's and a, then the that's easy a bucket. one that was that's that was a, a very annoying one. possession for me personally yeah <laughs> i was thinking more really? of this game rather than the series but you're totally right well this series wise most annoying possession is anything that involves um dwight howard let's be real well, yeah, Ooh. that's, that's pretty easy. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of close seconds in this series. My God, like like it has been yeah. awful to watch the Lakers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Okay, most annoying repeated phrase. Uh good call from the from the announcers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that's that's definitely annoying. Because um, it happens every time, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, pretty much anything that's followed by Lakers by the announcers. I was trying to mute the, the, the just the first five minutes of this game, and I was like, I, "You need to stop talking now. Stop talking." Yeah. They keep saying um, the others. I'm so tired of hearing the others. Like, don't you yeah. think that players have re- who have reached the Western Conference Finals? Deserve your respect enough to for you to learn their names. Like they these can't are even six and of the, uh, They didn't know who Monte Morris was. Yes. They called him Monte something once, Monte something else the other, or something else Morris the other time. And I get the Morris part because there are a lot of Morrises and multiple in this series. But I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's no respect. They just keep saying the others. Oh, they're getting good games from the others. That like includes three starters too because when they're the only two people that they know are Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic who gets pronounced Jokic by half the crew yeah <laughs> uh, Jokic that's that's my that's my least favorite one uh but yeah hey Grant has officially graduated away from the others classification because he put up 26 tonight while guarding LeBron and Anthony Davis once you do that in a Western Conference Finals game you don't get to have that BS anymore so he, yeah, no, he has they should know fully earned that yep. yeah all right, last one. Most annoying tweet you saw tonight? I didn't really see a lot of annoying stuff. Um, and, and there is one that I don't really feel like sharing on here, but but that's <laughs> and that's more more of a personal thing. But uh, I don't know. Any any time that says the any anyone that says the Lakers are getting an unfair whistle is is probably the worst one. <laughs> All right, Gordon, did you have an annoying tweet? No, I curate my feed pretty well. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't deal does. with these people. No, I, I, don't, I don't follow Lakers people for this series. Thanks, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. I think there's just so many. I, I'm so tired of Skip Bayless saying that he's done. Like, he's done every night. He, I, I'm done. I'm so done. And I was just like, what are you done about? I have Skip muted, so I can't possibly know what Skip is saying about anything. You're smarter than we are. That's why you are the... (laughs) 
Uh, it's on the OG. That's the right. OG. He's, he's gone through the tricks of the trade for sure. Okay. Well, the next thing I wanted to talk about was just, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that Millsap is not the best matchup in this series. I think like even people who don't know basketball have realized that much. Are we in agreement on that? Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Gordon. Well, no, it's uh, Millsap's problem is that his athleticism has slowed. And for a guy who wasn't always the highest leaper, he was crafty. He's still crafty. Um, he managed to, you know, be crafty a couple of times in the fourth quarter when Denver needed him. Um, but for the most part, the shots aren't falling. He can't out athletic anybody in LA's front court. And he's shorter than all of them. So it's it's creating issues for Denver when he's in there. And that's I understand that he's gonna need to have some minutes, but I, I still feel like the matchup wise, you gotta be careful how you deploy Paul because He's just not able to finish in the paint, and he's not able to really stop L.A. from scoring in the paint either. So that's those are two big problems I have. Right, and we know that um, Malone, we saw him last, last playoffs, we saw him struggle to decide to take Will Barton out. It was a struggle for him. It wasn't like a – he didn't come to that answer lightly. It was a big deal for him to make that decision. Ryan – do you think that Malone will ever get to a place where he does make that decision for Paul? And if he does, who is the best um, sub? Who is the person you sub in that position? You know, it's tough because I, I tend to think that Millsap is actually a good matchup for the Nuggets when the Lakers are going big, or at least better than MPJ is, or better than some of the other options. Because when the Lakers are going big, it means they have LeBron at the three, Anthony Davis at the four, and Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, most likely Dwight Howard at the five. So in those situations, I like having Millsap out there and think that he serves a big purpose. I agree unfortunately, with that. Unfortunately, when, when, you get to, when you get to this situation late in games where the Lakers are trying to come back and they have Caruso on the floor and Danny Green and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope and Kyle Kuzma and guys like that, uh, his – his actual defense isn't as necessary. And the Nuggets actually put Jokic on Kyle Kuzma late in this game, and it worked. But if Kyle Kuzma's hitting threes against you, and it's because the Jokic has to guard him as opposed to guarding AD, or Millsap is laid out closing out to Kuzma or whatnot, then and that's more of a problem. So in those situations, I think that Malone has to go to MPJ. I think that he could go to even Torrey Craig in those situations to probably fare a little bit better. Um, but I tend to think that Millsap does have a place in this series. It's just the finding the right fit. And and Malone can't go too far past that. What I would like, I, I agree with you on the big matchup, because then you have Millsap available to rotate onto LeBron. You have a similar size guy. You know, sure. he knows he knows how LeBron is going to attack him. He's been getting been beat up by LeBron in the playoffs a lot. So he's aware he how of how this... <laughs> he knows how this goes. He knows what's been used against him before. Um, but my, what I liked from Malone tonight was that he pulled Grant every time um, AD went off the floor, Grant went off the floor. AD comes back on, Grant comes back on. I like that. I wish he would fall. I know he likes to say, we do what we do. We don't follow what someone else does. We don't let them dictate to us our personnel. But in the case of someone like Millsap, I think that they need to. 
Millsap is usable in packages when there's certain other packages on the court. When those packages leave, Millsap should leave. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I would like to see as an adjustment going forward. Yeah. I mean, our like to see it and likely to happen. Those are two different, very different things. Yeah. <laughs> very different. What do you think, uh, like, at what point do, does Malone, is Malone forced to make that decision or forced to at least take him off the floor a little bit more than he currently is? I don't know. I, I, I actually don't know if he's ever going to come to that decision. I don't, I don't know if there is a situation, unless Millsap gets into early foul trouble or it's clear that he doesn't have it at the beginning of a first quarter, he has shown the ability to close with MPJ in the past. And right. if there are situations where, hey, MPJ is feeling it. He scored 10 of the last 12 points for the Nuggets. And he's, we're going into the fourth quarter, and they, they got to keep that scoring out there. We're just going to close with MPJ for the rest of the game and see how that goes. That dictates a lot to what the Lakers have to do. And I kind of like that. I, I I hope the Nuggets can become the aggressors in that situation as opposed to completely matching up with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Gordon, I think you hit the nail on the head. Malone has done a really good job of adjusting to what the Lakers do with their rotation, but it may come to a point that if Porter keeps hitting some of the shots that he's hitting, then you might want to throw him out there to force the Lakers to adjust. And right. if the Nuggets are getting three points every time the Lakers are getting two, that's a different story. Agreed. There was a moment that was like that tonight in tonight's game when they doubled they the Lakers came out of a timeout and they doubled Grant and he actually pulled through that double um and kind of not really passed the ball I wouldn't say right. but juggled the yeah. ball over like, to, to like, Tori yeah, yeah. <laughs> some rugby play out there and um but they scored and it it was, I think, the moment when I thought that this game was kind of in the bag for them because that was pretty big for the Lakers to come out and totally change what they were doing on the floor, adjusting for Grant. You commented already on on just how great, great Grant was tonight offensively, but um, defensively, he's really, really stepped up in this series. Uh, I think over the course of the playoffs, there's been a few players that we've seen with some surprising defense at least comparatively to last playoffs or compared to what we think their baseline is pj dozier um jamal murray and even i've seen a lot have you stood out for you guys murray gordon no i i enjoyed watching murray um i did he's he's gotten a lot better gary was out there a lot tonight i don't know that i would say i i would have to rewatch the tape i guess and see how much I thought Gary did because watching it live, I wasn't overly astonished by his defensive presence. It was really a lot of Grant, Grant denying Mm -hmm. a lot of things and keeping guys away from rebounds too. Like when he's out there, it's not just um, stopping AD from scoring. It's AD then can't get his own rebound. Boxing out efficiently and and doing the the hard nose thing. Boxing out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great to see when they actually decide to box out. It's one of the reasons why when, when Grant is really locked in and when he, when he is on his assignment and doing the right things, he doesn't always have a high rebounding rate when he's on the floor. Like, like his individual rebounding is always going to be poor. But when yes. the Nuggets can rebound really well when he's on the floor because of some of the things that he's doing, that's a really big deal. I thought the Millsap came down with some contested rebounds too. 
he deserves credit. Porter in the first half did a really good job rebounding. Jokic rebounds throughout. Um, Jamal. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's in Jamal. Jamal had eight rebounds tonight. He just continues to play in a way that I didn't expect him to play this soon because he's he's finding out that that he's really damn good at everything on the floor and not just some things and becoming more than a specialist and a scorer has really, really broadened his game and made him into more of a star in, in this bubble because it's not just the scoring. Like everybody points to the scoring, but like you guys said, 12 assists tonight. He had great defense, had eight rebounds. He's been defending his ass off. Like, what are we talking about here? The dude is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would say his shot was off for three quarters tonight. And Jamal mm-hmm. Murray did all the other things still. Like back in the day, I yeah. uh, like you know 2018. <laughs> Not his vibe. Not his vibe. 2019. Let's be let's be honest. Like Murray, Murray 2019, he's yeah. still struggling with some of those stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't able to do. He was Murray's biggest bugaboo has been inconsistency. That if his shot is on, he is glorious, and if his shot is not on, he kind of faded. And he hasn't didn't do that in the last playoffs after he got it going against the Spurs, and he hasn't done that. In these playoffs, he's been on it, and it's been on both ends. It's been as a leader. It's been grabbing boards. It's been, you know, handling his defensive assignments. He bricked up so that he could handle his defensive assignments. You know, Jamal Murray has been everything you could ask him to be at these playoffs. It's been terrific. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that he, he uh, post game Coach Malone was talking about Jamal Murray coming to coach and saying that he really took it offensive that he called him inconsistent and that that was the biggest criticism of of him and that he's kind of taken that personally and I think that that shows I think it's exactly what you need when you're a young player to get these big playoff experiences because in a regular season game unless your team is really you know really really good and you are guaranteeing playoff birth like or at least some time in the playoff where your playoffs where you're going to actually get minutes like you're basically I mean, those games just have less meaning you know even if you're like oh we're going to enter in as an eighth seed or a sixth seed, you know pretty low seed you're kind of like eh, there's not that much pressure and he actually has stepped up to the pressure and he and and because of the pressure you can't say no you have to keep performing otherwise you know you can't have these inconsistencies and he's been criticized for it during these playoffs as well yeah the uh the ball pressure that he dealt with and didn't handle well in the fourth quarter I think was kind of the the anomaly as opposed to the norm of what he's been able to do he does a really good job of keeping his turnovers low and and that's one of the the main staples that he's had pretty much throughout his playoff career is that when when the turnovers start creeping up, it, it's it's very rare, and and mm-hmm. I I tend to agree with you that and, and I think you left out the best part of that quote actually was that Jamal actually said, I hate that you criticize I hate that they, that you keep saying my consistency because you're right, because mm-hmm. that's something that he he was very self aware of that that's something that he needed to work on, and to become a star he had to do all of the things he had to not just yep. not just be good at some of them. He had to do all of them all the time and taking that next step and being able to do that on a consistent basis is it's, it's mind blowing and it changes the Nuggets ceiling just drastically. And we're seeing that in the Western conference finals, people, this is awesome. Right. <laughs> when Murray tonight, I mean, after the game, he, he said he didn't think he had a good game that he was like, I, I had too many live ball turnovers. I can't have those breakdowns to let them back in the game. And he's absolutely right. 
Like yep. he gave up a bunch of points and then he got them all back at the end, but he had to. And I, I love that he owned that he screwed that up, but that he also made it right during the game. He didn't wait until after the game. As a young player, he brought it as the issue was happening. He fixed it. And that's terrific. Yeah, pretty tough. I, I don't think there's another player at his age in the playoffs right now, at least in the Western Conference, right? I guess you could say maybe Tatum is also pretty young. Um and the Heat have Tyler Hero, who's pretty young, and he's having a pretty good playoff streak. But but Jamal is pretty young for be for being the guy who's you know one of the shoulders of this yes. team. Yeah, absolutely. Jokic he is has, really has, the, the back, but he's the shoulders, right? Something like that. He has really played to the level that Jason Tatum established in Boston, and he's gotten a lot less fanfare for it consistently in this bubble. Um, Tatum is awesome. And, and I will continue to credit Tatum because he, he does it on both ends really well. But Jamal is starting to do that too. And Jamal being able to consistently impact the game in every single facet. I mean, I, I, I just said this and I'm going to say it again. It helps massively in elevating your overall profile. And on top of it, he hit multiple clutch daggers, had a dagger assist late in that game to Paul Millsap under the rim. Just yep. keeps doing everything for this team. Uh, Jokic got them there, and Murray closed it out. It was it was a a typical awesome Nuggets win. Yeah, and I'm I know I'm gonna get shit for saying at the beginning opening with, well, Jokic had a pretty quiet night. Jokic has those quiet. What I mean by that is one of his quiet nights, right, where it's still obviously good, but you didn't really notice he was there. There were moments in this game when I was like, wait, he's been off the floor for how long? Oh, I like didn't notice because the consistency of play was held, you know, the subs that came in really did their the job. Second quarter, yeah. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it didn't feel like such a disparity when he was off the floor, which is why I didn't notice he was <laughs> off the floor or where he was. And that's what I mean by quiet. So I'm sure I'll get shit for that. Um, that's OK. Well, 22, <laughs> 10 and five is actually quiet by his standards. So it's, 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 it's literally below his, his averages at the playoffs. So you're not off base <laughs> for saying that at all. He had a really good first half, really great first quarter. And, and that's actually something I predicted, by the way. So that's pretty cool. Um, but he, he did what they needed to do to win the game. And then when, when things were falling apart in the middle of the fourth quarter, he calmed it down a little bit and, and things got back to where they needed to get back to. Right. And that's what I mean. You know, when he's having a quiet night, he's still in control of what's happening on the floor. He's just not drawing the attention of your eye to him. Um, sure. One thing that did happen, though, was that really threw the Nuggets off was that zone that the, the Lakers t put out there kind of late in the game. Um, Gordon, what do you think the Nuggets got to do to get some more open shots to, to penetrate that zone and make it easier for them because they looked rough during those few minutes. Well, I'm, I'm glad Malone gets to point it out in their next practice. You know, it's going to be right. Yeah. Their, their, their film study is going to be pretty, uh, don't do that. This is not a hard <laughs> solve. <laughs> like really. Don't like, do it, that it, turnover. <laughs> well, yeah, that thing right there. Don't do that. Because for a zone, the only thing that you do for a zone is you just get the ball to a shooter and you shoot the ball. Like zones fall apart when you have guys who can shoot. Now, if you have Tory Craig on the on the floor, on the floor, and you have uh, Paul Millsap on the floor, maybe you don't have the guys from three that you want to break down a zone. You know, but it, zones aren't necessarily tough. It's just that 
they don't work that well at the NBA level, which is why NBA level players don't see that much of them. And if you're somebody like Murray, who had one year of college, you know, you didn't see that much zone either before you became a pro. You know, yeah, a lot of guys point. who solve zones solve it in college. And if you don't have guys who go three and four years to college, you're not used to seeing it. You didn't see it a lot in high school, and you're not seeing it a lot now, not from guys who can play. So it does throw guys off if you do that for a couple of minutes. It will slow you down, but they need to get the ball to Jokic. Let Jokic decide how this goes. He's your pivot. You should not be using Murray as the pivot man for for zone breaking. But Yeah, I'm 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 with Gordon there. And the two things that I would say is that if the the Lakers they went to the one big lineup with Anthony Davis at the five yeah. to go to that zone and that Kuzma was out there. I think Rondo and Caruso were out there in addition to LeBron and AD. So what that says to me is that Michael Porter Jr. should be in the game in those situations. Yep. And on top of Jokic being a zone breaker, Michael Porter Jr. is a zone breaker because he can catch it on the perimeter and still hit a contested three, and he can go to the rim uh, for a Jokic lob pass over the top of the zone. Uh, so the first thing is have Michael Porter Jr. in the game and get Jokic the ball. That's get him the ball at the nail. Let everybody else move around him. If they're going to defend Jokic with Caruso, don't make it easier on them by putting Millsap in the dunker spot. Put Porter in the dunker spot and get some vertical spacing there. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking um, with the solution being MPJ. One thing we saw in the last series and even just throughout this playoffs is the improvement of MPJ's ability to cut through the lanes. I mean, that can tear up a zone. I don't understand why. That wouldn't be like your automatic go-to. Jeremy Grant as well, being both of them being like longer, leaner, um, their release on their shot being higher. I mean, all things that you should, they, those two guys just running around Jokic, Jokic will make something happen. Yep. With you. <laughs> all right. Well, the last segment that we're going to get into for today's pod is the reality check segment. And that's where we talk about serious things, guys. So, Ooh, we I'm ready for serious. it. Look out. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Not serious uh, on Gordon level serious, maybe, but serious <laughs> for regular Nuggets. Because <laughs> Gordon actually cares about real stuff in the world, and the rest of us care about, you know, that 83 that broke our hearts in game two. <laughs> I don't like the implication that I don't care about real things. That's too bad. That's, you don't care about real things, Ryan. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty disastrous right there. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? I don't even expect you to. You are so young. You shouldn't even care about anything real. You should just enjoy life right now. I'm feeling 23. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first question. Do you think the Lakers are in any way rattled by the loss tonight? Gordon, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Go for it. Uh, no, nor should they be. Uh, right. It's still early in the series, and they, as the favorites, see themselves as the favorites. Uh, they let one get away. It wasn't the energy that they needed to play with throughout the game. They missed open shots. Like They'll, they'll have all of the stories. Uh, this, this is how the Nuggets also come back, is when they are underestimated, then that's when they bite you. Uh, the Nuggets continue to be underestimated in these playoffs. And the Lakers, this this is probably the time in game four where LeBron James is going to be like, okay, I really have to have my best game 
of the season right here just to put the kibosh on things uh, and prevent it from going to 2-2. So right. we'll see how it goes, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be a big, massive thing. I don't think, it'll, I don't think it rattles L.A. Um, I just think it shows the Nuggets that their process is working. You know, game one didn't look good. Game two, like, you know, 50-50, like one shot goes in, they lose, shot goes out, they would have won. Game yeah. three like, worked up a 20-point lead that the Lakers closed down because Denver stopped paying attention to detail. So Malone gets to, you know, work his magic and, you know, point to the little things. But, no, I don't expect it to run on the Lakers. It's just nice for Denver that they get to say, yep, our process keeps improving. We keep getting better at this, and uh, we'll take it again. I mean, I agree that, that LeBron's going to want to go out and prove something, but he had a 30-point triple-double tonight. Like, I'm not sure exactly how much better – LeBron's going to do, and I don't know that LeBron going off all the time is going to be enough. They're going to need to make shots. And, uh, you know, as long as um, the Lakers don't start bombing from three, the, the I still like the Denver chances in game four. We did see LeBron kind of get hot tonight and kind of take over the game for a portion of it. And... Um, I would say, like, I was scared. I have bet against LeBron my whole life, and <laughs> I have lost. I have lost quite a bit. <laughs> that sounds pretty dumb. Uh, well, okay, so here's, Don't do it. Here's, here's what I would say in counter to that is that LeBron got hot. He was taking a bunch of mid-range jumpers, and yep. you just kind of have to live with that if you're guarding him. Like, like, there's only so much that Grant can do. He's undersized going up against LeBron. He's done a good job of contesting on the threes. If LeBron is going to not drive to the rim and instead hit mid-range pull-ups and things like that, then we're, we're going to be just fine. Like, it's, it's, it's okay, and it, you just got to force him to hit those shots on a consistent basis. Uh, same thing with Anthony Davis, who he stopped hitting his jumpers today. Yeah, so reality check for our Nuggets fans. We know that we won this game tonight, but likely – the likelihood of us being the topic of discussion tomorrow is pretty low, right? The, the Nuggets won. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> Nuggets beat the Clippers in seven, and the next day, all they talked about were the Clippers. So, what is the narrative that's going to be talked about tomorrow? Quick, what narrative? What's they, the, main uh, narrative? the Lakers didn't play hard. They couldn't rebound, and if they'd showed up with effort, they should have won the game. All right, Ryan, you got one. Yeah, it's, I'd say that the debate question that will be asked is, should the Lakers be nervous about the Nuggets coming back? And every analyst will say no. However, we have seen this from the Nuggets before, so give them their proper respect. But no, they shouldn't be nervous. Uh, that's that's kind of the, the talking point that we'll go through basically tomorrow. Yeah, I was thinking that it'll be something about how the Lakers look gassed and they're just tired from all the winning they've been doing. So that's why they lost. and. Something it's tough like being winning way. like that much. Yep. Yeah, it's it's, it's so also fun. crazy. It's crazy to be to be caught in tough games for the first time all playoffs. <laughs> they haven't really had to deal with that against the Lake against the Rockets and the Blazers, other than game ones. So like this is this is a new experience for the Lakers to have to try in game three. Like what are we talking about here? Had to try in game two too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was being sarcastic about all the winning, but thank you for giving it a little <laughs> bit of life to the argument, right? <laughs> all right. Before we close out today's episode, uh, I want to ask you guys, what has been your worst take about the, se the this series so far? Worst take. 
Or Ooh. maybe just playoffs in general. Worst take on them, because it could be about a Nuggets player, right, that you've been following. I'll go first. Mine was um, calling out Gary Harris, you know, about the minutes Gary was on the floor. I stand by what I said in that one game, but Gary's come out and actually hit some big shots. I'll give him his props. I'm glad he found his shot. I'm happy for him, but it was a bad take. Uh, I'll go next. In, in game three of the Utah Jazz series, I tweeted, this game is a representation of why Nikola Jokic will probably drop off of top 10 lists in player rankings next season. And then they went to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> but <laughs> in your defense, Nikola had a rough game that game. That It was really was, bad. It was yeah. really, really bad. It was one of, uh, what, what was the other game where he only shot like one basket against the Bucks, right? Like last year or something, uh, last season? I don't remember. He's he's had a lot of those throughout his career where sometimes he just he just he just goes through the the I don't care about shooting phase of his season and, and it, it goes in and out, but sometimes it, it might have been against the Bucks. That feels that feels right. <laughs> Gordon, yeah. worst take. Um probably that Jamal Murray was showing in the I was probably again game three of the <laughs> of the Utah series where I, I think I said that Jamal was showing that he was still, you know, a year or two away from being the guy that Denver needed to be the second guy behind uh, Jokic. Mm, and then he saw that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he, if, if he did, he, he searched his own name and it was like finding all the slander. I know after game three, Jamal Murray was like, search Twitter for Jamal Murray and just has, you know, went through all the bulletin board materials. <laughs> he then dropped 50, 42, and yeah. 50 of the next three games. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murray was like, I got this. This is, this yeah. is me. He's just, like, searching in his in his hotel room there at the Disney Resort. There's nothing He's else to do. Searching Alexa. Yeah, Alexa, tell me what Gordon Gross said about me on Twitter today. <laughs> Look, man, as, as somebody who's been a Murray doubter, it's great that um, I he's been – um, showing me that it's it's not a year or two till he's away. That it's it's that it's now that he is now ready to shoulder the burden. That's a really good thing. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for joining me today on the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Uh, are you, either of you guys writing anything right now? I'll probably do five takeaways tonight. And actually, I might do five takeaways. I might do the Stips mailbag. We'll see. I might write something about if God bleeds tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> oh. Hey, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh.